0: All right, here we go. Here we go. It's time for another one. Welcome to another Sterling Dam rendition of this show. The House Money Sports Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Wolfman J. Uh, it's Tuesday. It's May 14th, I believe. Um, I wanted to get to this yesterday. I wanted to do it yesterday. I wasn't able to get to it. I had a busy weekend. You know, it was Mother's Day. You know, on Sunday, did a little uh, Saturday. I was full... Um, full slate did some mushroom hunting you know it's ate some morale mushrooms you know what I mean ate enough morale mushrooms to make me sick you know if you don't uh if you don't know anything about morale mushrooms man you dip them in a little um you dip them in a little egg you dip them in a little crackers you know you fry them up you put some salt and pepper on them in there some delightful deliciousness so um you know ate ate enough of those this weekend to feed a small to feed a small army um of people. You know what I mean? Um, and I think they taste better too, because you actually have to go out and hunt them yourself. Like you got to tap into your, you know, you might have to tap into your gathering roots there. You know what I mean? Like back when we were gatherers, we had to go out and pick our own shit. Had to go out and fucking, you know, harvest our own crops just to survive. You know what I mean? Walk through the woods, pick some berries and live on them for about a week. At a time, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if we actually did that, but it, it sounds good, you know. And that's what you have to do for those morales, those Midwest morales. You know, they're, they're like a honeycomb. If you don't know anything about morale mushrooms, I'll, I'll school you up on it real quick. They're just a little honeycomb design, a uh, little mushroom that pops out of the ground, you know, early spring. And, um, you know, you got to walk through the woods and find them. And it's about, it's about two and a half hours of failure, you know, and 10 minutes of success, basically, but it's all worth it when you jump when you when you jump over a, you know it's usually uphill too. You usually got to walk uphill, a lot of uphill climb, you know, good good cardio. But uh, you know it's all worth it when you climb over that that uh, that dried up creek bed, or creek however you say it, and you look down and you see that you that first one you find is usually got an aura around it. You know it's usually glowing. That first one's got a little sparkle to it. You know what I mean? Like God himself opened up the open up the skies and it just he shines that light right on it. You know, it's, it's, it's special. And then you look around and there's about 10 more where that will, you know, of his buddies, you know, around him. There's usually not one by itself, you know, and then so that's what uh, that's what I did Saturday. I found about 10 pounds of those man and ate about eight pounds of those myself and um, got a little carried away with my diet this weekend. I mean, I, I, yeah, my diet took a shit. Let's show, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to call it like it is. My diet took a shit. I was doing really good. You know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, Sunday, I, I ate those mushrooms and then transitioned that right into Mother's Day on Sunday. You know, I ate a whole chocolate chip cookie cake by myself. Yeah, we're talking like the big ones. Yeah, I, I ate about eight or nine of those slices by myself. You know what I mean? Because once I start, man, once a, that's like a rocket launching process. So once, I, once I start that. You know, once I start it, man, it's not. I ain't, I'm not stopping. You know, I'm not shutting it down. You know, and 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 you look at one of those cookie cakes, and you gain about five pounds. You just look at it. And you put on about five pounds. You know, once uh, your metabolism gets wind that that thing's coming down the hatch. You know, once it hears. You know, once it once it hears the whispers, that, that thing's coming in. You know that your metabolism takes off, and it's on the first thing smoking out of town. <laughs> the first thing smoking. I've always wanted to use that phrase, but. It's on the first thing smoking your metabolism is gone you know it hits the eject button and see you later it's gone for a couple days they could it, I don't even know if it's back yet but yeah my diet took a shit man so I got to get it back together I got to get it back together because I'm not a, I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore you know what I mean <sighs> like being young is great man being young being young is great like I remember i remember being young you could eat whatever you wanted to You know, I lived on like early 20s, mid 20s. I I lived on Big Macs and pizza, you know, and your body didn't even care. You know, whatever you ate, your body just got healthier. You know, it just worked with whatever you gave it. You know what I mean? Like, like it had a bunch of little food ninjas down there just picking through the good and the bad, you know, and just getting rid of the bad, you know, like as soon as it came in, you know, maybe keeping the good. Like if you ate a double Big Mac, it would keep like a little bit of the cheese, just that dairy that you need or whatever, you know. And get rid of everything else, that was what it was like, man, being young was great, being young was great, but then, you know, you get older, and you you're, you slow way down, that ninja that's working in there, you know, he's putting in double time, you know what I mean, and he's he's just not getting it done anymore, and, uh, you know, so it sticks around, that food doesn't, you know, that food, some of that bad shit gets in there, and it starts sticking around a little bit longer, you know, but, that's just the way it is, man. Just the way it is. But same thing with my immune system back then. I never got sick. Like, like my body was just like a machine. You know what I mean? You take it for granted. You're just like, you know what? I'm fucking. You know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a bionic person. You feel like a bionic human because you don't get sick. Like you get a, you get a scratch on your fucking arm, and uh, you know. You get a scratch on your arm before you could even go to the bathroom to put some neosporin on it and, and you, or wipe it off or something it all, your body already healed itself you know you're basically a bionic person when you're young but then you get older and you and you realize just you know how much you know how, how much you uh it it isn't really like that and you need to take care of yourself your body will let you know when you're a fat bastard um you know but no uh you know but no offense you know you just gotta, you just gotta work at it. You gotta eat healthy. You gotta exercise. You know what I mean? And I, I might talk about that at little bit at the end of the show because exercise is good for your mind, body, and soul. You know, eating healthy too is good for. It helps. It, it improves every facet of your life. So I might go Tony Robbins on you a little bit later. But let's uh, let's talk about. Man, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Wow, let's uh, let's talk about some sports because that's what uh, that's what this show started as, and that's what this show is about. You know, for the most part. You know, I don't know. And uh, I'm, I'm loosely, I haven't signed the paperwork yet. I need to stop procrastinating and I need to sign the paperwork because this show is going to be loosely partnered with Thrive Fantasy. And that is a daily, you know, fantasy game. Uh, you can download the app. You can go on the website. It's a daily fantasy game where you can pick your favorite players, And our prop bets, you get to pick out a lineup of your favorite players and and what what prop bets you think are going to come in. You can win some money doing that. Now, I have a promo code for you as well, Um, you know, so you can get some free shit on top of that. You know what I mean? You put in that that promo code. Hopefully, I get to pick it. Hopefully, I get to pick what my promo code is, you know, but they reached out to me. So I haven't signed the paperwork yet, but we can get a head start on that. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's all part of the gambling outreach that we're going to do around here. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have half of the world in, uh, in some uh, half-undies and CBD, you know what I mean? But, um, so let's see what's going on. Game sevens this weekend. Game sevens uh, this weekend. They say there's no better saying in sports. Uh, we had a couple of them. Um, but first of all, I wanna talk, you know, I think last time I did one of these it was last Monday. And uh, the Warriors and the Rockets were heating up. I remember that I got the Rockets that game three win because I bet on the Warriors. And then, um, you know, the Rockets ended up tying that series up. And then, but and and I like how Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant got hurt in game five. And people were actually like, hey, the, the Rockets could win this series. You know, it, the Rockets were down three to two. And people were like, the Rockets could win this series. And I'm like, listen, man. You know, the Warriors could probably lose another player and still and still win the championship, you know, even without Kevin Durant. They could probably lose Draymond Green and still win. You know what I mean? And I'm not even kidding, but I I just like how people were counting the Warriors out. You know, they were going to Houston for game six. And, uh, you know, if I wouldn't have uh, lost all my money on the Warriors, you know, earlier in the week, I would have put it all on that game because they were seven point favorites. And if you take all the pressure off the Warriors and you think, uh, you know, that they're going to lose and you give and, you know, you put all that pressure on Houston, man, you give you give the Warriors that loosey goosey. You know what I mean? Good luck with that. You know what I mean? Good luck with that. Also, Steph Curry had 33 in the second half. But let let me tell you something about that. I got to give I got to talk about this, too. 20 years, from, 20 years from now, there's actually going to be people out there that say that, that Steph Curry is the best player of his generation. They're going to say he's better than LeBron, right? And they're going to talk about, remember when he had 33 points in the second half and, you know, and he had 16 in the last four minutes of the game and, you know, to, beat the, to close out the Rockets without Kevin Durant. But they're not going to talk about, you know, the five games that he had before that where, you know, he, put, he didn't score 20 points. Or whatever, or that game where he was zero for six in the fourth quarter. You know, and he had I think seventeen points for the game. He was like two for twelve or something like that. You know, and and they're gonna bring up those games that LeBron had where he struggled, like the Mavericks series. You know, they're gonna bring that up every time, but they won't talk about the bad games that Steph had. But there will be people out there. Just remember this. Just remember this. You know, you know, stamp this, time stamp this, this, uh, this podcast because there's gonna, there, those people are gonna exist. Those people are out there. Um, so, uh, but anyway, let's, uh, game sevens, game sevens, um, the the Portland Trail Blazers. I, t- I said it. I'll say it again. I think CJ McCollum is every bit as good as Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving is not the best player on a championship team. He's got to be a complimentary player. He's got to be a secondary player, just like he was with the Cavs, Right. He can't be the best player on a championship team. I think the same thing about C.J. McCollum, but I don't think there's anything that Kyrie can do that C.J. McCollum can't do on a consistent basis. And, you know, Dame Willard gets all the credit for that, you know, when they win, and, and he, gets, he gets a lot of the headlines for that, for that squad. But C.J. McCollum is a beast, dude. You know, he's that complimentary player that, that those good teams need. So we got, so, so they went into Denver and won that game, I mean, that was a big, you know, that was, a, that was, Portland feels like that team that's coming together. You know, they feel like that team that's building momentum, that's starting to figure some shit out, that young team that's coming together. And they had won a playoff game before this. Like, none of this core had won a playoff game. And now they got Golden State. You know, Durant's going to miss the, possibly the first two games in that series. So they, they're going to have an opportunity. You know, I won't believe anybody will beat the Warriors in seven games until it happens. You know, I'll never, I'll never expect the Warriors to lose. But, man, I mean... You know, you got Dame Lillard, you got C.J. McCollum, you know, that that probably the second best backcourt in the world next to the Warriors, you know, with Steph Curry when they're going good. You know what I mean? And then you have, uh, you know, that three headed center monster with Myers and Leonard, my guy Myers and Leonard. Shout out Illinois fighting Illini basketball. Brad Underwood, you know, you have Enos Cantor and you have uh, Zach Collins. who I'm, I'm big on that kid. That kid's good. I, I saw him at Gonzaga. You know what I mean? And he, he's already got in the, uh, you know, he's already been in the heads of the Warriors this year. You know what I mean? He started, you know, he, he, he started that shit with Klay Thompson. He wanted all that smoke. You know, he wasn't backing down. And I think he could be their third scorer, you know, eventually. I don't know if he's ready yet, you know, because he's only 20, right? I think he's about, you know, maybe 2021 20, or something, you know, whatever. His body's healing itself, you know, when he's eating Big Macs for, for breakfast, you know, and lunch you know, maybe a pizza for supper, but, you know, I think eventually he's going to be that third guy, but that's what they lack right now. That's the only thing that Portland doesn't have specifically yet, but they have, they got a lot of pieces there. They could throw big guys at you in waves. They got role players like Evan Turner who are playing his role perfectly. So I give Portland a puncher's chance. You know what I mean? They got to, they got to win one of these first two games in, 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 go, in Oakland, you know, in Golden State to have a chance to win the series. But, you know, if they do that, you know they're gonna have a chance i look at it like this portland team reminds me it kind of feels like and i'm not comparing the two styles of play but it feels like like the 04 pistons when they were going in and playing the lakers and that and that, that finals and they were coming together and they you know, nobody gave them a chance to win that series and they ended up you know they just rolled them dude because everybody was playing like rip hamilton was making everything and chauncey billups was doing his thing and you had ben wallace blocking every shot That's what it kind of feels like to me. You know what I mean? These trailblazers are coming together like that because you could just feel the momentum building. So, you know, I wouldn't be completely shocked if they came out, you know, and just asserted themselves as, you know, maybe, you know, maybe took this thing in like six games or something like that. It would not shock me. And you don't know how healthy Kevin Durant's going to be. All right. But anyway, and I've been on the Portland bandwagon this whole time. I'm staying on it. That's the team that I'm going for, you know. So let's, uh, let's talk about the E's. Let's talk about the game seven over there, Toronto and Philly. Listen, that was some karma coming back on fucking Philadelphia, scumbag city. Um, that quadruple doink at the end of that game. That was a great, you know, that was a great picture. You know, that was a great ending. But Philly, you know, they got the double doink in that, uh, in that, in that playoff game against my beloved Chicago Bears. You know, and they rubbed it in. They talk shit for a week after the Bears let them in the playoffs. After we let them in, you know, then we double-doinked them, double-doinked City, let them move on in the playoffs and let Alshon Jeffrey ruin their season the week after, which was kind of, uh, you know, which was almost, you know, it wasn't worth it, but, you know, that was a good, uh, you know, that was a good consolation prize, you know, but, you know, they rubbed it in for for a solid week after that double-doink. And uh, so that was karma coming back to get them that four that rolled around the rim there at the end. And that was a great still shot. And when Kawhi Leonard shot the he had when it hit the rim, he had time to squat down and say a little prayer. You know, and if you if you if you got to see that picture on Twitter, you know, you get to see like the drama in everybody's faces, you know, and, you know, speak I mean, that was as dramatic as it could possibly get. Like you couldn't get away with that in a in a fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, if you saw that script, there's no, I mean, you know, you would have to put that in a Disney movie, like one of the, and it would have to be cheesy as hell. And it's one of those where everybody would be like, you know, there's no way that this would actually happen in real life, but it did happen in real life, dude. Like what? Like it, like to a game seven coming down to the last shot game tied rolls around the rim four times and then series over. Wow. You know, and I think the Raptors probably deserved it, you know, because uh, the shit that they've been through the last couple of years, you know, they lost to the Sixers and Allen Iverson with that Vince Carter. When he missed that three, they could have won that series. So, you know, Toronto probably deserved that one. You know, they haven't had a lot of uh, they haven't had a lot of great luck up there in the six. So. um, They are going to play the Bucks now. Eastern Conference Finals. Bucks Bucks Raptors I knew that the Bucks were going to be there Uh, The Celtics were defeated, right? uh, And I'm here for the Kyrie Irving I'm here for that You know, I'm here for the sound bites. I'm here for all that drama in the offseason Sometimes the NBA offseason is more entertaining than the regular season So I'm here for that You know But what do the 76ers go from here? Like, where do the 76ers go from here? You know, when you have that money, that many, you know, high-profile guys on one team, you know, you got to Embiid. You know, you have, uh, you you know, Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, and and Tobias Harris, you know, J.J. Redick making big shots in the fourth quarter. You know, perfect role player for that team. Ben Simmons not being able to shoot fucking kills them. You know, and, 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 you know, I read today that they're going to try to trade him to the Lakers for LeBron. I think that would be... You put LeBron on on the Sixers instead of Ben Simmons, and they're my they they are my favorite to win the cha- to win the next three championships. You know if they keep that core intact, that would be awesome. I hope I I want to see that. You know LeBron should be pushing for that because that's the best opportunity he's ever going to have to win another one. I think. You know and then you had Joel Embiid crying after that game. You know you had Charles Barkley calling him out earlier in the earlier in the earlier in the playoffs. And then Embiid, you know, made a comment after that game about Barkley, and I like what Barkley said too, because he came back and he's like, "Listen, man, if these young players don't like a little criticism, they kiss my ass." And I'm and I'm with Barkley on that one. I mean, Barkley's the, uh, Barkley has earned the right to call some fucking some guys out. You know what I mean? He's an OG in the game, so you know if you you know, and they and they you know they have said some shit to him, and he usually takes the high road. So I'm glad he's finally. Glad he's finally calling him out. So Bucks Raptors. Uh, should be a good series. Giannis. You know, you got, you got Giannis. You got, you got Kawhi. You know, Kawhi was the best player in that in that Sixers series. Um, I didn't like how the Raptors, you know, it looked like the other players were scared to death. You know, and Kawhi was the only person that was willing to like, you know, make some shit happen. So, you know, I didn't like that. But they do have some, you know, Mark Gasol. You know, you have, you know, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. You know you have him um you know uh you have siakam that siakam dude that came out of nowhere so you got some guys you know and then the bucks but i think the the bucks they feel like the team they feel like the team i mean they dismantled the celtics that wasn't even close you know after the first game you know they they lost that first game but then you know i think they doubted themselves a little bit but then the way that they responded, you know what I mean? It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to think that they're going to lose. So, it'll just be fun, man. Let's, uh, you know, if you're going to, you're going to try to pick winners in this shit from here, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much, you know, go put your money where your mouth is. That's all I say, you know, don't talk about it, be about it. You know, if you feel like you have a sense of who's going to win this Bucks Raptors series, you're better than me. Um... Let's talk about some baseball. Let's talk about some baseball. Let's get into some baseball. I got to talk about my beloved Chicago Cubs. They've won 10 series in a row. They beat the Brewers two out of three games. Um, I just say everybody be careful with this because this, is so, this reminds me so much of 2016, right? They're just, they're winning these, you know, we're going to talk about Bryant. We're going to talk about, you know, Rizzo and Baez and all these offensive players, but they're winning games with their pitching. You know what I mean? They scored five runs against the Brewers over the weekend and won two games. So, I mean, uh, you know, listen, I mean, they got a top 10 bullpen right now, especially their middle guys, you know, with their middle inning guys, Kinsler and fucking Chatwood and, you know, Chatwood's completely remade himself. He's completely re-resurrected himself from the dead. You know what I mean? Like Tyler Chatwood is the walking incarnation of the Undertaker meme right now with the way he's pitching. Like, he has found his confidence. You know, he's found his uh, groove. Like, Stella Stella got her groove back. You know, Chatty got his groove back. Um, but it's their pitching, man. You know, I'm just waiting for Theo to add some back-end bullpen help. And, uh, you know, and this team is, is is primed to make a run. You know, they're, they're uh, fourth in the power ESPN power rankings, so the ESPN finally got their shit together and moved them ahead of the Cardinals and the Brewers. Um... So, you know, Chris Bryant's finally hitting 22-game on-base streak for my guy KB. He looks to be all the way back, and I'm not gonna ask any questions. You know what I mean? He's using an axe-handle bat now. Okay, I'll buy it. You know what I mean? I won't. Uh, you know, I'm not going to. Um, you know, I'm not gonna be suspicious about any. Uh, you know, you know, possible. Uh, you, know, um, you know, any possible you know, maybe, you you know, supplements, you know, just going to trust. I'm just going to trust that. I'm not, you know, I don't need any details. Um, you know, Javier Baez is hitting, Anthony Rizzo is hitting. So, you know, we're, you know, I mean, it's all, you know, they're, they're, they're hitting walk-off home runs, you know, but it's a pitching right now. Lester leading the league in ERA at 35. What? You know, it just, it feels, it feels good. It feel it feels good right now. And, uh, you know, so, so we'll take it. But, um, let's just look around the league. I tried to tell you guys, you know, I tried to tell you guys that the Minnesota Twins were going to win the AL Central and, you know, they had a little hiccup last night in, uh, at, a uh, general, you know, at, uh, guaranteed rate, you know, they had a little hiccup, but, I mean, they got, the, you know, there's nobody else in that division. Oh, that was the Indians anyway. I'm fucking, you know, I'm losing it, you know. But, yeah, so, I mean, even more reason. The Indians are overrated. The Indians aren't, the Indians aren't that team anymore. You know what I mean? They're on the way down. Indians are on the way down. They're sliding down that slope. And the Minnesota Twins are on the way up. You know, when you have Berrios, Kyle Gibson, Oda Rizzi, You know, you have Michael Pineda in the fifth spot in that rotation. You know, that's a good fifth starter, no matter what. I mean, he's struggled, whatever. You know, he's always that guy that's capable. And, you know, you can run him out in your fifth spot. That's pretty good. You know, you got guys like Jorge Polanco, Nelson Cruz hitting. You know, you have uh, Byron Buxton chasing everything down in the outfield. They're going to the playoffs, man. They're going to win a lot of games. They could get some home field in that shit because they're going to win a lot of games in that weak-ass AL Central. So, um, then you got, you have the the Rays and let me shout out 309 baseball on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Cause that dude's got some great facts, all facts, great stats, you know, the Rays, you know, that, that they, they, they should be in jail. That front office should be in jail for that, uh, for that pirates trade. You know what I mean? They should be under some type of uh, fucking subpoena. You know, they should be, you know, they should be under arrest because you know they got tyler glass now and austin meadows for 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 chris archer i mean austin meadows is hitting everything he was hurt for a minute you know but he's hitting everything that dude is a bona fide beast you know what i mean if i could ring a bell for him if i had any sound effects or any equipment at all right now i would ring a bell for austin meadows that guy's that guy's a ton you know he's the centerpiece of that team for, for a while now. Young player. And then you, and then they got Tyler Glassnell on top of that. Like, I can't say enough about it. He's one of the best pitchers of baseball. You know, just bringing that country heater. Bringing that old country fucking heater. You got Blake Snell and Jake Odorizzi. You know, and then you throw in that bullpen start. You know, and they got some solid bullpen pieces. And you got Tommy Pham having that year. Uh, but 309 Baseball gave uh, the stat their, their, their second in the league in barrel percentage you know which is big. You know what I mean? And they they for being a Hodgepodge kind of put together team, you know, in the AL East of all places, you know, they're getting that done. And the Red Sox are figuring some shit out, you know, they're starting to win. Chris Sale looks looks a lot better and that's big for them, but I don't think the Rays are going anywhere still. I think that, you know, they're going to be there till the end. I think they have second best record in baseball right now. So you know, maybe even the best record Nah, no, the second best I think the Astros have the best record in baseball So so but the Rays are bringing it dude Rays are bringing it and they're not falling off It'd be interesting to see what they do with the trade deadline you know what I mean, but So and they're still on top. They're still on top and they're gonna be there till the end. I tried to tell you um, a- 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 and at least let's talk about the Phillies real quick. They're um, Gonna win that division, you know, I was I was a little, you know undecided between them and the Braves between the Phillies and the Braves. But listen, you know, I mean, they have have a lot of beards over there. They have a lot of glorious beards in Philly. Can't overlook that. That's important, you know. Uh, But they have that starting rotation. You know, they have the best starting rotation in that division. Everybody was talking about the Nats going into this thing, and I was like, listen, that, you know, Patrick Corbin. They added Patrick Corbin. You know, that starting rotation is overrated because they had three pitchers. Scherzer's still the guy, right? Strasburg's always hurt. And he's getting older. And then, you know, and Patrick Corbin was a middle of the rotation type of pitcher, you know, that had a good year last year or whatever, you know, you, di- you don't like before last year, I didn't consider Patrick Corbin to be, you know, to be a front end, you know, type of, you know, mainstay in, in you know, your, your, your rotation. So, but the Phillies, you know, they're running out Eikhoff, they're running out Eflin, you know, you have Arietta, that presence, the Arietta presence. I won't mention Arietta's name without saying the word presence. Glorious Beard. You know, Aaron Nola. You know, you got Vinny Velasquez in that fifth spot. You know, or wherever he is. You know, he's on he's on he's on both my fantasy teams right now. So I know how he's I know how well he's been pitching lately. So, you know, it is what it is, man. And the Phillies have the, you know, they added Bryce Harper. He's struggling a little bit, but he's never been an average guy. Don't worry about that. Look at his OPS and look at his weighted OBA. Fuck Bryce Harper's batting average. You know, when people t- when people tell me, you know, when we have a conversation with people about Bryce Harper and they 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 bring up batting average. The first thing they bring up is batting average. I just I tone the rest of the conversation out because it's not even worth talking. You know, it's not even worth listening anymore. So but I think he'll be at the end of the year, I'll have his numbers. You know, that transition's going to be a little, you know, it's going to be a little bit. Uh, it's it's going to take some time. I figured it would, but his numbers would be there at the end. He might not have like an all, you know, Bryce Harper type of season, you know. But he'll, but, but his numbers would be there at the end. Um, you know, they're gonna be able to score enough runs. The brew, the Braves, they're, uh, you know, their starting rotation is too inconsistent. Fulton Neewitz, I don't, you know, no confidence in him from start to start. You know, he's got that country heater, but it's as straight as a fucking arrow, dude. You know, he's got that old country gas, but. You know, there's not a lot of movement on that thing. And the secondary pitches, you know, I'm not sold. You know, I'm not sold. Um, you know, Taheran, you know. You know, so they got some guys that are inconsistent. I don't believe, you know, their offense is pretty good. Freddie Freeman, you know, who know? Like, he's been hurt sick or something, which that's hurting me. My One of my fantasy teams, but... You know they got to, You know they they have their offensive weapons. Same exact offense as last year. I just don't. I don't believe in their pitching. I think the Phillies are obviously gonna win that division. You know, that's a shit show over there. You know you have the Nats that are like eight games under 500. The Mets are under 500, and that's the division that everybody was looking at. You know, you know those are supposed to that division was supposed to be the biggest dicks on the block. And right now, you know it's not looking like it. You know, the biggest dick on the block looks like it's the NL Central with four teams over five hundred right now. And the Pirates coming off of that sweep of the Cardinals. You know what I mean? I and, and I don't think that and I'm not buying the Brewers. The Brewer, the Cubs are in the first place. The Brewers are two games out. I'm not buying the Brewers. I'm not buying them. I'm selling the Brewers. They don't have enough starting pitching. Even though, you know, what's his name? Had a, a, a turn back the clock start, you know. Um the other day, you know what I mean? They got some like chase scene. and uh, you know they they uh, they beat the Phillies last night with what's his name? Yeah, that's right. What's his name? Freddie. You know. So uh, and you know I just don't. I'm not buying them. I'm not buying their bullpen. You know they got Hater. You know and they got some good bats. The Cubs just can't score. It can't can't hit. Uh, with runners in scoring position against the Brewers in their life like it's just not going to happen. You know, but other teams will be able to. But you know, if the Brewers were a stock I'm selling. Same thing with the Cardinals. I you know, you know, I like their offense. You know, they got some they got some they got some bats. Matt Carpenter is not doing shit. You know, eventually he's going to come around, you would think. You know, Dejong and fucking Colton Wong, you know, you know, how 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 long are they going to be able to do what they're doing, you know? But you know, Ozuna and Goldschmidt, you feel good about if you're them, you know. 75 year old Yadier Molina's still there, so you know what I mean. We'll see. Adam Wainwright is is uh, anchoring that staff, so you know we'll see. You know, and you give the West to the Dodgers. Let's go ahead and let's let's go ahead and pencil them in in that one. You know, but you get the Diamondbacks coming out of nowhere too, so. You know, they're a fun little team. They're a fun little scrappy little team with uh Christian Walker over there at first base, right? A Christian, is it Christian Walker? That's why I need the intern. I should uh but he yeah, but he's been hitting all year. You know, he's that he's that Paul Goldschmidt replacement putting up better numbers than Paul Goldschmidt. So but twenty-two and nineteen after losing basically the best two, you know, the best pitcher and their two best hitters. You know, AJ Pollock ain't doing shit in, in LA either. You know what I mean? You got... That's a Cody Bellinger show over there, boy. That's that... That's that Theo Vaughn gang gang. But yeah. But yeah, that's the Cody Bellinger show over there. And then they got the starting pitching. You know, you got Clayton Kershaw coming back. So, you know, that's just a quick rundown of baseball really quick. I just gotta... Um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't pat myself on the back. You know, if I didn't pat my dick on the back on that one. Um... Let's see what else is going on. Um, The NHL playoffs are are, are streamlining right now. And listen, I'm very, uh, you know, I have a volatile. I'm on the the blues bandwagon right now, but it's very volatile. You know what I mean? And, you know, I could jump off at any moment, you know, and I think I already have, to be honest with you, like, because they're down in this, they're down in their series to the Sharks, you know, 1-0. And they have the, you know, and the Bruins are up 2-0 against the, the, the Carolina Hurricane. Hurricanes, are they were just content to get to the finals. They'd never been there before. You know, they're, they're, they are, you know, they're, um, they're content. They're satisfied with what they did. The Bruins, Boston, they just want to win championships. You know what I mean? They've been there before. So, you know, I'll take a Boston-San Jose uh, Stanley Cup. Why not? Sure, I'll take it. You know, and I'll go for that Boston. You know, I'm glad the Celtics lost. So the Bruins can win, you know, and they can go three for four. They can go three for four. And that still leaves that, that city four for four open, the four major sports in one, in one uh, season, you know, in one calendar season. You know, that still leaves that, that Chicago open where I get one for the Bulls you know the bears the cubs and the blackhawks you know we pull that we pull that quattro off you know that foursome but hey three out of four ain't bad and it looks like the boston bruins are the team right now but like i said man you know keys to victory you got to you got to you got to get pucks in deep you got to put pucks on net you know you got to you got to skate fast and you have to um, you have to clear the puck actually i forget the fourth one you know i forget the fourth one you know, but those are basically what you have to do to win a hockey game. Um, what else? John Beeline. John Beeline. It's not often that I have a team that I root for. It's not often that I root for a team. And I respect the other players or coaches in that conference or division, you know, and John Beanline, the, the, the former coach of the Michigan Wolverines basketball team, took the job with the Cleveland Cavs. Um, and I like that dude. Like, I respected that guy. Uh, he seemed like a great coach and a great fit there. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how... That is gonna translate to the NBA. I'm not sure how his personality is gonna work because the NBA, it's all about managing those personalities, dude. It's all about it's it's less X's and O's, it's more managing personalities and egos. Because those dudes are getting paid big bucks. Those guys are making more money than you, and you gotta tell them what to do. You know what I mean? You know, you they, they got those they got those commas, you know, in that in that uh, JP Morgan and Chase. You know, so. But you know, and, and uh, I heard the, the the worst take of all time uh, in reference to this. Sorry, I drink, take a drink of water. Um, heard the worst take in all time in reference to this, right? Jay Williams, the former Duke, the former Duke player, and the current um, ESPN guy, right? ESPN analyst, who is probably one of my top, you know, or my bottom three. Personalities For ESPN right now I would say Or even in sports in general Like I just don't like Before I get into that man I'll, I'll say this I like A-Rod I like A-Rod A lot of people don't like him I'm here for the A-Rod thing For some reason I just like his uh, You know I like his I like his unprepared Weirdness I'm here for it But, but getting back to Jay Williams You know He said, and and I quote, I couldn't, I cannot believe he tweeted this, but he said that to replace Beeline, the the, the Michigan should bring, should hire Jawan Howard as their next head coach to bring back the Michigan culture. That is the worst. Hold on. Excuse me. I got to let out some body gas on that one. My body can't even believe it. My old ass body. That's another thing, man. You get a little bit more gassy when you, you know. But I can't believe you fucking said that, man. You were talking about right now the culture at Michigan. You know, they ha- they, it's recruiting itself. It's a f- top five to ten program that's recruiting itself. You know, they, they replace their big European white guy with another European white guy every year. Just another version of, of, of that guy. You know, they've been they were voted the cleanest program in the country by somebody. I don't know if it's the media or, you know, whoever, but they were voted the cleanest program in the country. And Jay Williams is out here, you know, and he wants to bring back the Fab Five culture that was like the corrupt. You know, they were paid to play. They're vacating wins like he wants to bring that back. And I think we all know what he's talking about there. You know what i mean i think we all know what he's insinuating when he says that which is just crazy and he double down on it so i mean it just gets i got that and i put it on twitter that might be the worst take that i've ever heard in the history of life civilization that's insane so jay williams with the worst take at least of the year so far i'll put that right on top um that's crazy so moving on though but moving on it's something about those Duke guys man i't don't, I don't like him anyway you know I didn't like Jay Williams when he was at Duke you know I didn't like him when he was on the Bulls I don't like him at ESPN so you know he's digging himself deeper in my you know and with me I don't think he wants that but uh let's see what else do we got going on what else do we have going on? I think uh, Saturday's the Preakness, right? Maximum Security isn't running because their jockey's suspended, which, you know, that sucks. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see it. You know, you don't usually have maybe a rivalry like this in horse racing a lot where, you know, you could see, you know, you had a little bit of controversy, you know. This could have been some, this could have been a prime opportunity. You know, they should have had, they should have built this thing up like a prize fight, man, where... You know who's the real winner? Well, Maximum Security won, but Country House, you know, was the winner. Now, who's gonna win? They could have made this some WrestleMania six Hogan Warriors shit, where who's the real champion? Who's the real champion? You know, they could have had the weigh-in, they could have had the the fucking press conference, you know, the pre-fight, the pre-fight stare-down between the jockeys, maybe even the horses. They could have really made this into something, but. I think hockey just has too, many, too much class, you know what I mean, too many morals to really get down in the mud like that. But, you know, I would have been here for it. So I'm a little disappointed. That seems like an opportunity missed in my book, you know, but um, so there's that. And that's about it, you know, that's about it. We got some, uh, you know, the, the conference finals are starting up in the NBA. Got the NBA draft lottery, I believe, tonight, right? Tuesday, May 14th. Um, you know, and we're going to see who gets the first pick. And like I said, man, you have to pick Zion Williamson with the first pick. He's, uh, you know, this this draft lottery is important because of that. Because he, he he puts asses in seats right away. He makes your team relevant right away. You're going to be on highlights. You know, you're going to be all over Twitter with those, uh, with those Zion Williamson dunk gifs, gifs, whatever you want to call them. You're going to be all over it going to be all over that so you know i might talk about that you know it's going to be important too because you have a lot of teams who could use a top three pick as well you know because the top three guys you know there's a little drop off after that i saw i just saw it surprised me too i saw um they had jared culver behind deandre uh deandre um the dude from virginia DeAndre Alexander, no, it's not DeAndre Alexander, but anyway, they moved, DeAndre Hunter, they moved him ahead of Jared Culver, so, you know, that dude's moving up some draft boards, he's like the fifth player, you know, but you have after Zion Williamson and and and, and John Morant, then you got like RJ Barrett, you know, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter and Jared Culver, you know, it's the top six, I can ramble that off, that's right off the top of the dome, but listen, after Zion Williamson, though. You know, you want the first pick. You want that first pick. I don't believe. I think John Morant. You know, I don't know. Unpopular opinion. I'm not sold. He put. He's. He's a stat. You know, he put up a lot of good numbers, but, you know, he wasn't strong enough with the ball for me. In my taste in college and what I saw in the tournament. You know, he's got the athleticism. You know, so we'll see. But that's it, man. Um, you know, let's talk about. Let's talk about some life shit. Should we talk about some life shit? Oh, I should tell you that I watched the Netflix movie. You know, speaking of life shit, let's. I, I watched a Netflix movie on over the weekend. Someday, I don't think it was Sunday. I don't think it was Saturday, so it must have been like Friday, maybe Friday night or something. Maybe Saturday night, whatever. But I watched uh, "Kill the Messenger," "Kill the fucking Messenger." And if anybody knows anything about, you know, that movie. Or if anything knows, if anybody knows anything about uh, Freeway Ricky Ross out there in LA, you know the crack, the coke kingpin of the '80s out there, dude. New shit has come to light, man. New shit has come to light. I had, I had no idea. Ooh, I about dropping the microphone. I had no idea that um, those guys. I had no idea that he was getting his shit from Nicaragua through the CIA. The CIA was supplying. Your boy, Freeway Ricky Ross, the real one, not the rapper, not the fake, not the fat rapper, uh, you know, not the fake Ricky Ross. We're talking about the real one, the real the L.A. dude that went to prison for 30 years for selling for selling coke that was supplied by the fucking government, the United States government. And it was all to fund uh, the Nicaraguan rebels. To fight the, the the established order down there, they were selling guns in Iran. The CIA, the American government, was selling guns in Iran and selling coke in LA, all so that they could uh, fund, you know, the rebels down there, so that they could overthrow the establishment or keep them fighting or whatever to keep that infighting going on. You know what I mean? I mean that's uh. I mean bro, the government's selling guns and drugs, dude. The biggest they're the biggest gang in the world. You know, they they they're the criminals. You know what I mean? Like they're the real OGs in this shit. You know, they'll throw your ass in prison. Like you can't you can't do that shit. They'll throw you in prison, but they'll do it. You know what I mean? So that's a pretty good movie, man, if you get a chance to watch it. If you're anything like me and you're looking for Netflix, you know, you, you you have about 45 minutes before you commit to a Netflix movie. That's a good one. But, man, the government, you know, getting back to them, you know what I mean? That's, um, you know, they just, they want to get, they want all the money, you know what I mean? They want all the money. If you find a way to make money you know, they're going to make it illegal for you to do it. And then they're going to do it themselves. Like numbers, like numbers, perfect example, numbers back in the forties, you know, in Harlem, the forties and fifties in Harlem and shit or sixties, you know, all that number, it was a numbers game. People just basically played the lottery through, you know, guys like named, uh, Luigi and fucking, um, you know, fucking Gambino names like that. You know what I mean, or, uh, or or Bumpy Johnson, you know those dudes. And the government saw how much money that they were making, so they made it illegal for them to do it, and they just opened up the lottery for themselves. They regul they call it—they regulate it, you know, because they want the money. They want the money. Same thing, you know. I feel like the banks as well. I feel like the banks are just loan sharks. You know what I mean? They're necessary. They're necessary, like we need that shit, you know. But the and the Federal Reserve runs all that, right? And they got to be tied to the government somehow. I feel like. But you know, they took the they took the loan sharks off the street and they put it in the banks. So now the high interest loans, you know, they're making. They get they want all that money, you know. And they regulate it, you know. I mean, you don't die now if you don't pay your loan back. They just take your shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they'll just find a way. You know, if you find a way to make money. You know, the government will probably throw you in jail and do it themselves. So, uh, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. And that's about it, man. What else? What else? Do we have anything? Do we have anything about life? Oh, okay, oh, so the health. You know, if you eat healthy, right? And I'm back on my bullshit. I'm back on my diet. You know what I mean? I had a, you know, I fell off the wagon uh, this weekend, right? And sometimes that's going to happen. You know what I mean? You can't beat yourself up. You just got to get right back on. I mean? Like it's a, you know, it's like, you know, you fall off that wagon like they did back in the 18, we're talking Oregon trail, you know, they fell off the wagon. They got right back on, you know, I'm wondering, you know, I bet that's where they got that saying from anyway. You know, I bet a lot of people were falling off wagons back then because the terrain was probably not the smoothest. They probably didn't have the best wheels or the best, uh, that probably wasn't the smoothest ride but a lot of people falling off wagons, I bet and getting back, but they had to get back on. So what I'm saying is that's what you got to do if you fall off your diet. You just got to get back on that wagon, you know, like I did, like I, you know, and you got to go right back to the basics, you know, you got to get right back to the basics. You can't add any extra shit because, you know, that little extra shit will lead to more extra shit and more extra shit. And next thing you know, you're not even on a diet anymore, you know, when you're eating, you're eating a, a cookie cake once every three days. You know, so you got to cut out, you got to go right back to the basics. You know, you got to go right back into the batting cage and hit off the tee again. You know what I'm saying? You got to have eggs, whites by itself. You can't put any potatoes in that. You know, you almost got to like punish yourself. You almost got to punish yourself. Like bad, like, you know, you know, by eating eggs, you know, you're just kind of like spanking yourself and saying, you know, no, no, pretty much, you know, bad, Bad guy. Bad wolf man. So yeah, I mean lean ground beef. And it helps every every aspect of your life. You feel more confident, you look better, you think more clearly. You know, I don't know if 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 you have this, but like if you eat shitty, you know, if you eat shitty fucking pizza and greasy ass food for a couple of days, man, you're just you feel tired, you know. You don't have the energy. When you have more energy, I feel like you're more happy. And you're more confident, you know, and it's just, and you feel better. So it improves everything, improves your social life, you know, it's just all around. So if I can get on my Tony Robbins shit for one second, I would just advise everybody to eat healthy. You know what I mean? And, and don't, uh, you know, you're going to have your days, right? You're going to have your weekends where you eat eight pounds of mushrooms and a cookie cake all by yourself and a couple pieces of pizza and, you know, feel like one, uh, well, piece of shit You're gonna have that You know what I mean But you gotta You know You gotta roll You know You'll be on your back You just gotta roll over on your tummy Push yourself up Keep going Get right back on You know what I mean Just like they did back in the Oregon Trail days So You know What else Is there anything else that we need to talk about Is there anything else going on in the world Sports and entertainment Um that's it, man. We're gonna come back later on in the week. You know, we could talk about you know, we could talk about our lives. We could talk about some sports. You know, we could talk about whatever we want. Uh, that Thrive Fantasy, you know, I, I should have that paperwork signed by then so we can make it official. You know, or maybe not. But hopefully, yeah, by then. So, um, you know, until until we until we meet again. You know what I mean? Until we do this shit next time. I'm the Wolfman J. This is House Money Sports. You can hit me up at bleacherstar at gmail.com. You can, you can slide into those Twitter DMs uh, like Theo Vaughn did. I actually said, I gave, I, I gave Theo Vaughn, the comedian, a shout out. And he fucking, he said, ha, 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 thanks. And then he said gang, but he spelled it wrong. He spelled it G-A-N-H. But then he corrected it. And he said, gang, and he spelled it G-A-N-G-G-G-G-G, put like five G's on the end, you know, like, he exaggerated it just to say, hey, you know, I fucked that up. Let me, let me fucking make up for that. So, you know, that was good shit, but, you know, so, all right, man, we'll be back later on this week. Everybody be good till then, but eh.